Hello everyone, welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel. As always, welcome back to the show. To look at us, Josh, two weeks in a row. This is unbelievable, unprecedented. Thank you for listening. We owe it all to you. That's why we're back. It's because you watch and you listen. Hit me up in the comments below and like all that, all the great stuff. But Josh, you have outdone yourself. Two weeks in a row. I was just talking last week about your ability to get guests for this show. And you've once again done it. You and this Olympian thing, you must be paying people. I don't know what you're doing. But we've got another excellent guest on the show today. Olympian in the sport of beach volleyball. One of the best beach volleyball players this country has ever seen. Welcome to the show, Heather Bansley. Heather, welcome to the show. How are you doing? What a welcome. Thanks. Josh didn't tell you, but he is actually giving me two weeks of holiday just to be on the show. Okay, so he is in a way paying you, and I knew he couldn't just be getting guests out of the goodness of their heart. So welcome See, I, to the show. I Enjoy your monetary two-week vacation. value, Garrett, but that wasn't enough. It had to be time away from me. That was more of an incentive than the monetary value. And Garrett, I'm actually a little worried. I'm after, I'm worried that you know TJ and now Heather. This might be the peak, Garrett. We may have peaked. This this we have to enjoy the moment because this could be it for the show. Like we might not do better than this week that what we're doing with our guests. I, I agree with you. This is the best. This show has been and will ever be. So y'all better enjoy it. Hit that like button, comment down below, give us something. Anyways, <laughs> yes, and Heather, one week, one hour with Josh is definitely worth two weeks away. So I, I feel you there. So absolutely. So let's get into it. We're talking that's a little why, bit of beach volleyball. That's why it's so rare to have like two weeks back to back. Usually you need like a two week break. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I need a break from Josh. That's so that I, I mean, I'm one week short, so I'm gonna be spicy this episode. So, Josh, watch yourself. You've already spoken early in this episode, so you may be punished later. We'll see. Um, okay, so let's get into some beach volleyball talk with Heather Bansley. Okay, Heather, we got to set up this year a little bit. We got some beach teams, we got some shuffling in the teams. You've obviously been through all this. You recently announced your retirement. Okay, let's get let's get your perspective on the situation in Canada, the teams, what we should be doing, what we can expect. Let's start with the men, actually, because this is the biggest question. Well, not the biggest question mark, but a big question mark for me. Are we good enough? Dan and Sam, are they sticking together? Do we have a second team? Are we going to make in the Olympics on the men's side? Uh, time will tell. Um, Gosh, Josh. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I think it's really competitive on the men's side and um, you know, it's, they have all the teams met on the men's side and women's side, but they're missing a year of development in their, in their quad, right? Because um, Tokyo started so late. So I think that's, um, you know, it's going to hurt Dan, uh, someone who needs to catch up in his development. Um, so time, time will tell, but I, I think um, the teams that, you know, started preparing for the 2024 Olympics in like 2019 when they knew that they weren't going to qualify. Like you're going to see those teams um, have an easier time of it compared to the teams that are just starting out this year. Right on. I mean, I can already tell you two spend way too much time with each other. Heather immediately sitting on the fence and you, you two playing the political game. Gosh. So we got Dan and Sam and you're right. It's like they're trying you spent to make no it... time with me, Garrett. None. Yeah, none. This is this is it. Fresh Heather and Garrett time right here. So I'm going to press you early because this could backfire in my face. But so who's the second? Because let's look ahead. Dan and Sam, are they going to qualify through the top 24 or whatever the number is when you got to be in the top? That seems like a very tall task. We've only done that a few times. So are we going to go through the continental route? And then you need two teams to go together and earn that. So who are we looking at? Is it friend of the show, Jake McNeil and Alex Russell? We're looking at a couple of those young guys coming up. Like, 
take us two years down the road. Who are we going to be watching in some Norseka grainy feed try to earn the berth for Canada? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they'll be battling. I think it'll be a fight for that second spot. And even, even those top three spots, I, I think, um, yeah, like those, it could be kind of like we could see some shifting in all of those three spots. So yeah, there's Jake and Russ and I think, um, Johnny Pickett and Steven, like if they stay together, but they could be a really, like they could, they could challenge for that third spot. Even, you know, they had a, some good results this year. Every time they, they matched up well against Jake and Russ. So, um, you know, a young team and do they have the, the time and the money to commit to getting out on tour and getting some experience? Um, you know, uh, we'll see. Now, what about if one of them just dumps their partner and picks up a veteran who hasn't played in a while, but uh, hasn't announced his retirement, who's still looking in pretty good shape and still repping the uniform from seven or eight years ago? Like, could that sway things in their favor? <laughs> uh I mean, Binstock lives for the domestic tour, and so oh, she thought I was. She thought I was talking about Binstock. She, okay, <laughs> no, she, she thought I was talking about Binstock. Okay, yeah, no, I got it. Okay, yeah, no, Binstock. Yeah, he could. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just let me. I'll be. Oh, I'll sorry, be sorry. Were you, were you talking about Pedlo? <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, also, but he did announce his retirement. I mean, they both announced their retirement. I did say someone who had, but no, I get that those two guys would be. First in mind, I understand. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. They'd be good options. They'd be good options. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just uh, do I go down the list now? Is it Will? <laughs> again, guess, again, an announcing me? of the retirement. I mean, again, they're all retired. So you know. Okay. Yeah, I get it. All right, Heather. I understand that there's a list, and I'm not on it. Okay. I was talking about myself, Josh. I can't believe you didn't jump in there to defend me. How dare you? <laughs> Well, Garrett, I'm glad you mentioned this. Like, you hit her with a lot of questions there. So, yes, I think Sam and Dan are staying together. Jake and Russ are the second team. Are we going to the Olympics? Absolutely. Tryouts December 2nd to 4th, Garrett. We are open for business. We're looking for athletes oh. like you. <laughs> We're looking for college university grads. Man. We're looking for anybody. We are open for business. You want to be an Olympian, Garrett? You come to tryouts in Toronto December 2nd to 4th. We'll see you there. Man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not signing any autographs. <laughs> Yeah, like you'll get an what? appearance fee. I'll give you another couple loo days, Heather, for an appearance fee. Dude, like you just said, we're gonna make the Olympics, but then begs people to come to the tryout in December. Like anybody could make the Olympics, is what Josh is. Uh, well, Heather just said like five names that were like, did they retire? Did they not retire? Like we've had they announced their retirement. All of those guys <laughs> announced their retirement. It's not unclear what's happening there. We've had some turnover, Garrett, so we're looking for fresh faces. We're looking for people who want to commit to the dream. And, Garrett, uh, to your question, I think we're back up to 16 spots through the ranking because uh, Continental plus the host and then World Champs winner. But I don't think there's, like, a second-chance qualifier this year, Heather. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think Sam and Dan would need to earn a top 16 ranking, which they're currently outside of. But, I mean, now we're playing for keeps in the Olympic quad, so we'll, we'll see what happens. If not, you know, Canada's done well going through the Narsika route. Okay. So, I mean, neither of you willing to really make a stand. I mean, except for Josh, who's heavily, heavily biased in this. You'd say, we're making the Olympics. He told us who the second team was. We're making the Olympics. Printed. All 24 listeners, you can put a bet on it right now. <laughs> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my money on that one. Um, but good to know you're that confident. Um, okay. You're not going to so, bet on yourself there, Garrett? Absolutely not. If I was in the mix, I would bet against me. That, that would be highly unethical. <laughs> I would throw the game. That would. That's how I'm going to make it big in beach volleyball is bet against myself. And that's uh, that's as soon as I get kicked off the tour. Oh, gosh. 
Okay, I didn't know this would turn out like that. Josh, you must have prepped Heather to come out ready just to, to be on your side immediately to work together. Work together. It's all side by side. <laughs> you just get this connection, this synergy, Garrett. This Yeah, and it's bothering me. Okay, <laughs> let's flip over and talk about the women then to avoid any further... Uh, <laughs> further ego hit to me. Um, so the women is a little bit of a different situation. We're very good. We've got a lot of good players. And like me talking about Sam and Dan being together is an emotional thing. I understand that it's probably an emotional thing for you talking about all your former partners still in the mix. So let's try to maybe put that aside because it, I, I, I feel you, Heather. So, but if we're talking about all these, all these players, th these teams, you know, what can, what can we expect? Like we, we got to expect we're going to have one or two, teams at the Olympics, but what's that going to look like? Do we have any predictions? Um, yeah, it'll, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. I, I think, um, it will really depend on what shakes out with the, uh, with the partners and who decides to play with who I think, um, I think we've got, it, uh, I mean, four really strong athletes and then, you know, potentially six really strong athletes in the mix there um, to, you know, compete for those two spots. And um, I think if I think if Brandy and Sophie stay together, it will uh, and Mel and Sarah decide to to stay split up and choose different partners. I think that really opens up the door for Megan and Nicole. Um, uh, just in, in terms of like, they're on tour, they're competing consistently, they've played together, they know what it takes. Um, whereas if Mel and Sarah both find new partners, it's, you know, they're starting uh, starting from zero. Uh, well, well, not zero, but um, you know, like, as a team and, and building up those ranking points and it's, and it's <laughs> challenging and hard to do. Um, but you, you know, we saw, we saw some teams, uh, make their way through it this year. Um, yeah. You yeah make an but... Excellent point though, Heather, that if you have four top players with a lot of points, one team stays together and then the other two split up and find new partners, the third team in the mix, it now opens the door because, like, if Mel and Sarah stay split and they both get new partners, Megan and Nicole could just be the third best team and be one of those two teams in the Continental Qualifier. And now all they have to do is earn the berth and win the spot for Canada if those teams don't make it in the top 16, right? Like, it just makes it such a more, like, random, way more potential options, right? I never thought of that. Yeah, and I mean, like, I wouldn't put it past Megan and Nicole to qualify in the top 16 either. I mean, they've, um, they uh, really have, like, a unique style of play and, and a style of play that challenges a lot of teams. So, I, um, yeah, they played some really good matches um, against, some, against some strong teams, and I think um, maybe the results weren't really reflective of how strong they could be this year. I mean, they had some inconsistent playing, but um, yeah. That is crazy for me to think about. You're blowing my mind right now. Are we turning into like one of those volleyball countries where we have like multiple teams qualified in the top group, but it's only the top two who get to go? I mean, this is not normal, everybody. Like we need to establish like this is crazy. Josh, you've said nothing. 
Well, Garrett, I'm still a little hurt because your your opening sentence for this segment was, yeah, the women are quite different than the guys. They're actually competitive, or however you phrased it. It was it was pretty hurtful. It, it reminded me of that uh, Daryl Sutter quote the other day. He was asked to compare two players, and he basically said, uh, yeah, I don't see a lot of similarities. One's won Stanley Cups and helped his team in deep playoff races, and that was all he said. So you basically said, like, yeah, the men's and women's programs are pretty competitive, but, you know, one's taking, you know, top five finishes at the Olympics, and the other one's not going. So I'm, I'm just I a little offended. It. Yeah, I'll double down on it. I stand by it, Josh. <laughs> Absolutely. To bear you it's it's all coaching actually the the men's program coach is actually just the worst assistant coaching is quality but the head coaching it's just absolutely <laughs> absolutely garbage. absolutely and i and i think the the senior women rightfully so they're getting results they deserve attention but uh the last Narsika is the women are, are meddling they're double meddling like there there's some the young athletes coming through too garrett that uh the the women's side top to bottom they're doing a great job the men's side we've got some work to do maybe we do need some athletes to you know delete their Instagram retirement post and come back and nobody will for like remember that they retired. Well, I can't do that, Josh. I can't delete my Instagram retirement post because there isn't one, Josh. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Okay, so are we going to make any... for you to do. Yeah, okay. Now I'm going to post it, then delete it so that I can come out of retirement because I can't come out of retirement until I'm actually retired, right? Yeah, okay. Well, you two with your all your diplomacy and your coaching and stuff, are either of you willing to make a prediction about what Canadian teams are going to be in the Olympics come 2024? I'm ready. I'm you just going first, Josh, or, uh... I, I was just <laughs> thinking this would make another great Josh was right, Garrett was wrong segment. So I kind of want him to go first and then we can like you can just this. pick something different and, and keep it in the time capsule and then release it when the time comes because I, I have a feeling you're about to say something pretty bold me yes well I, when I mean when do I not but <laughs> I mean yeah absolutely I'll go out on a limb here I think okay here I am making the first prediction you two fence sitters over there okay I'll go and say yeah I agree with Josh we get a men's team in the Olympics and I think it's Dan and Sam get the job done through the Norseka qualifier. Um, I think they do it in a golden set at the end uh, because the team who goes with them, I don't think is going to be able to cut it, but they get the job done, clutch it out, and go to the Olympics. So I'll say that. We have one men's team in. The women's a lot tougher to predict. A lot tougher to predict. I think, I think it, Brandy and uh, Sophie are going to stay together, so I'll predict that they make it in through the top 16. Um, they've been playing well right now, so I, hopefully they can keep it going. But the other, other, t- do we get another team? Is it a continental qualifier? Do we get a team in the top 16? I have a hard time with that. Um, I like Heather's idea that we get the McNamara sneak in there. That would be dramatic. And I would fully support, you know what? I want that to happen. So I'm going to predict that that's going to happen. The McNamara sneak in as the second team of the two who go to the continental qualifier and end up winning the head to head match to go to the Olympics. So I'll make that prediction and I'll put it, put it in the time capsule, Josh. That's what I'm saying. I see your, your hypothetical and, and I'll raise you. I think Megan and Nicole get in through the top 16 because I think they're already raised. Mine was way more dramatic. Yours they're is a top 25 team. You take away the third Brazilian team, the third German team, the third US team. Like I, I think we start climbing in the rankings. I think they get it done. I think Canada keeps the trend that we had in Rio, we had in Tokyo, and we will continue that in Paris. Two teams through the entry, women will, will qualify. And I already made my, my guy's statement. We're going for sure. Book your ticket, Garrett. Well, who? 
Two teams in the top 16, Josh. Make your damn prediction clear. Megan and Nicole. And whoever Brandy plays with. The, you, what <laughs> ultimate fence sitter here, guy. This is not a prediction. This is a conditional. Fine, Brandy and Sophie. You know what? If you don't want me to agree with you, fine. Brandy and Mel, let's just start creating hypotheticals. Let's just go down that road. No, I, I don't I, I don't I don't care, Josh, <laughs> but you're not giving me or the fans anything to chew on. We'll chew on this. We'll go Brandy and Mel. Dude. You <laughs> That okay. Okay, wild, Josh. And the men, you still haven't said the men. You said team Danny Are you Demenenko, biased? Danny Demenenko quits indoor, partners with old crush teammate Grant O'Gorman. They qualify through the Norseka game <laughs> and Garrett. They take a top 10 finish. <laughs> that is a bold prediction. <laughs> so if Danny doesn't come out of, come from indoor at all, then you're, you're screwed. I would just like to reflect that the comments made by Josh Nickel do not reflect sharp cuts. Do not bet on this. Do not put any financial money back into I'm this. Betting. No, but it's I'm too late. I'm trying to speak this into existence, Garrett, that maybe Danny says, you know what? I can keep fighting on the indoor team. I can keep being, you know, the third, fourth, fifth middle, or I could come to the beach and me and Grant could connect and get that crush medal at the Olympics like we've always dreamed about. Yeah. Harsh, man. You're going to say the four guys are in the mix are going to be two, three former partners of mine and two ex-crush guys. Like, dude, way to just rub it salt in the wound, Josh. Thanks. That's what I love well, about the show is nobody's listening, so we can say whatever we want. What do you mean nobody's listening? We have 72 subscribers now. So. Which means we're still above the cusp of episode number. We are getting close. We are. We're keeping it. <laughs> we're keeping it. <laughs> okay, Heather. Josh made a weird prediction. So is yours going to be normal or are you going to follow Josh's lead and make something outlandish? Oh, well... I mean, I could keep it boring and, and, and follow your predictions, but... Uh... Wait, did you just call our predictions boring? No, Yours. I just mean like agreeing agreeing and saying the same thing. But are, are you looking for like a new prediction here? No, like, I, I want what you think is going to happen. So if it's the okay. same as me, then I'll just mean that we're right and Josh is wrong. So... I I think the women will have two two spots uh, in the top sixteen as well. So I think it would be Brandy and Sophie and Megan and Nicole. I'll go with that as well. And then I think our men. I think Dan and Sam will qualify through the continental uh, berth. Okay. Narsica. Write it down. Time capsule it. The only way I win this is if Megan and Nicole qualify through the Norseka. If they qualify any other way, I lose this. So that's not a good position to be in because the better they do, the less right I am. But the worse <laughs> they... Gosh, you two prices righted me. She I'm did. on that either end. That was definitely a prices right by Heather. Oh, yeah, she got one dollar. Like, <laughs> I'm on either end. I got to come right, thread the needle right through the middle, but hey, I, I'm with it. Okay, so you heard it here first. Predictions on sharp cuts. Comment down below your predictions for Canadian Olympic teams. We want to hear it. Is it the same as us, or are we crazy? I mean, we know we're crazy, but please let us know if we're crazy. Um, there was something else I wanted to talk about with uh, you, Heather, because you know we, we, we talk a lot about things with the women's team, women's sport, but we don't often get that many women on the show. I'm not going to subtly chirp you, Josh, or anything like that. You're doing a great job. Keep it up, man. But anyway, so the FIBB is doing this thing 
and I think it's ongoing. I'm trying to read articles about it. It's a bit unclear, as is everything on the news in uh, volleyball world. But they're doing this thing called um, Equal Jersey Campaign. And so what they would do is at the World Championships, they would have um, at the Volleyball Nations League, and they're keeping it going um, into the World Championships, is players with the same number on the men's and women's side, they'd like sign up and they'd like sh- swap jerseys. They'd wear kind of like a multicolored jersey with the other gendered person's name on their on their jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first examples, this was in the Volleyball Nations League, um, was Lauren Carlini from the States and Facundo Conte from Argentina. Uh, Wallace from Brazil did one uh, with Goncharova from Russia. So they had a few people exchange out. They're keeping it going now. Um, and the idea is kind of to, I guess, raise awareness for... Um, gender equality, gender equity in, in sports and specifically volleyball. So I was just curious to get your thoughts on that because I, w- I found it and this was, I thought, oh, great. But then I thought, wait a minute, the equal jersey campaign in a sport where the jerseys that they wear between men's and women's are not the same thing. So I was a bit confused by it. I think it's a great a great uh, campaign, but am I crazy in that? Is this a good thing? Do we feel like it's doing what we need to do? Curious your guys' initials reaction on that uh, equal jersey campaign. Um, it feels a little fluffy to me. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't want to take away from any opportunity to kind of like uh, celebrate equality. And I think, um, as volleyball players, especially as beach volleyball players, uh, like we're really fortunate, uh, to be, um, to earn equal prize money and for it to be an equal tour. Um, so it's, uh, it's not the same for a lot of sports and, you know, and we've seen that with a lot of women's teams struggling for equal pay. Um, so I, you know, I do recognize that, um, the women in our sport or, you know, it's, I, I feel really fortunate to, to be in beach volleyball where women are treated equally. Um, but is, is, it just kind of seems like a fluffy campaign. Like what, what is, what is it? Are we just promoting, um, other, other athletes? Is it, um, yeah, I guess I just, I don't know enough about it, but if it's, um, yeah, if it's, a, if it's a way to get fans to kind of become fans of other players, maybe maybe that's kind of the <clears throat> what they're what they're trying to do. I'm not I'm not totally yeah. sure. Like if I go to a game and I I see the player wearing a jersey and I see the name on the back, I guess if I'm a fan of that player, I kind of get it. But if it's my first time seeing that player, I kind of go, oh, like oh that number eight, oh they're pretty good on Brazil. That that dude, oh what what's what's his name? Goncharova. From Brazil, it's like, well, wait, that <laughs> that doesn't. It's not the name. Oh, it's the thing. Okay, so maybe um, there was a quote here um, that says that in volleyball, this is just indoor and volleyball, uh, men's and women's major competitions receive equal prize money uh, across genders and generate equal viewing figures, um, which is kind of interesting. And I, I guess a big pro for volleyball that both the men's and women's major competitions generate the the same viewing. And so I guess this is kind of an opportunity to showcase that and pat volleyball's self on the back for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I'd agree with you there. I'm not sure what uh, what was going on there. 
It's not the avenue I would approach because you go to a beach tournament and you watch the semifinals of the women or men or whatever order they're in. Like, it's not something, it's not unusual in our sport uh, for women to referee a men's match or vice versa, like where other sports have to like celebrate that. So I, I think, yeah, never knock an opportunity for equality. I just don't think that's the avenue volleyball should be approaching with this energy versus like promoting the players. Like I forget, Garrett, if it was VNL or Worlds, but we've talked about on the show where the poster had an Italian cat who wasn't even playing. He wasn't on the roster. So like just promoting the players in general or promoting, I don't know, jersey sales, like we have, we have a guy on Team Canada, Riley Barnes, who has a jersey with Barncat as the name of it. And I don't even know where you could buy one, but I want one. But you can't even buy, like, a Team Canada jersey, and now I have to buy an equality one? It, it seems kind of odd that, yeah, I think promoting the players and the teams and the skill of our sport versus this seems like uh, it's time-sensitive. It, it's like a hot-button issue that volleyball maybe wanted to get in on, but it didn't seem like this, this is the lowest-hanging fruit for our sport right now in terms of marketing and promotion. Yeah, interesting points. That's not where my mind went. When I first read it, I was like, equal jersey. Oh, are they? is this like about, you know, equalizing the disparity between the uniforms and that kind of issue? Because I know that's come up in other sports about the uniform and the, the regulations around the different uniforms that the men and women have to wear. But it's not at all about that. It, it is in no way about that. It is just about them kind of sharing the jerseys and kind of doing this bit of a thing. So I, I was a little bit confused at first. I think what they did was pretty cool. Like, I don't mind that. Like, if I go around wearing like a different jersey from one of the women's teams, maybe for my country even would be kind of cool. Like that would be interesting because then my people from my country would get it. But across countries is also a little bit confusing. Like how does that make any sense? We share the same number, but we're from different countries. Like maybe it's a global thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, do, it does le leave me as a reader feeling like, okay, so what? So Jen Cross should send you a jersey that you can wear on the show. If we're going to wear like our favorite player from the other genders jersey. like you If Jen Cross wants to send me a full volleyball uniform, I will wear the full thing on the show. I will wear literally the entire outfit on the show for an equal jersey campaign where Are I will here? wear the women's jersey fully. <laughs> so that's an equal jersey campaign right there. So you can write it down. It's in the vault. What a, what a time capsule it. I will do that, Jen. I, I don't know how she's going to get it to be if she even would do that. She wouldn't want to take it back after. <laughs> would you do the same, Josh? Women's beach uniform. Equal jersey campaign. If Heather Bansley gave me an autographed jersey, I'd wear it. Heather, come on. You gotta come through. Oh, I could scrounge one up. I don't wear. I don't know how you will wear it, but uh... how will you wear it, Josh? <laughs> Josh is gonna wear it over his like, you know, the skin tight UV ray shirt yeah. that he's always wears down at the beach. Like you'll never see Josh shirtless even in a swimming pool. So I mean, it's, a, it's just a natural like over top. Like I, that, I don't even sure. think I've seen him without sleeves. Um... Josh's shoulders have yet to be seen by mortal eyes. Um, and so I know exactly I'll, I'll, that's I'll exactly how you would a, a bra top for Jersey Fridays. <laughs> I would do that. I would do that. I would do equal Jersey. I will do that. If somebody wants to bring awareness to that on this show, I'll support it. Josh, you with me? Yeah. I, I mean, you can have Jen Cross. I'll take like a caravan Reich or free King wants to send a Jersey. Like there's a lot of players. I would proudly wear their Jersey Garrett. It's just, just, I don't know where you could buy casually them. say yes though. Like, are you committing to this or not? You're talking to the jersey, right? Are you like going full on with like the bottoms? Because I'm not. I'm not in on that. Equal jersey campaign, Josh. <laughs> Equal jersey campaign. The full thing. So you're saying jersey? You keep emphasizing jersey. A jersey is not the bottoms. 
It is not not the bottoms though, as well. <laughs> it's a gray area. It is. I would do it the whole thing. Socks, whatever else. Do they wear head? I would do the full full head to toe. I choose to interpret jersey differently, so I'll, I'll wear the top. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> there we go. You heard it here first. So if anybody wants to send us their jerseys. <laughs> We will wear them on the show. That's a, this is the weirdest request we've ever made, Josh. Are you serious? Like, we need to maybe rain Hey, any women out there, send us yeah. your clothes. Yeah, like, what an Not awful... Not at all. What an awful burying of ourselves <laughs> we've just come full circle to. We better move on we, quickly. We started with equality, and this is where we ended up. Like, we really... We blew it, Josh. Really took a left turn. We absolutely so blew it. we don't have any women on this show. <laughs> This is it. This is the last time we've we've ruined it forever. You're gonna get no clothes and no women guests after this. <laughs> Gosh, what have we done? Okay, let's move on quickly. Hopefully, nobody listens to this. Uh, okay, moving on quickly to everybody. Oh, this is gonna get even worse. Okay, everybody's favorite segment of the week: players of the week, clowns of the week. Gosh, we are in tough. Okay, what's the order here, people? Because who, like, who do we want to bury? I'm players feeling positive. Can we go players first? I'm feeling positive. Well, we're going players first, but who are we going to bury between the three of us to go last or first? Who's the best? I'm ready. Someone else can go first, but I'm ready. Well, go then. So, Garrett, a great thing happened today. Serbia beat the USA women, which we can talk more about in a second. But uh, from Serbia, she put up a Garrett May like stat line. 54 attempts. 32 kills, only six errors. That's right. On 54 attempts, she hit 481. Add in a slammy block. Tiana Boscovic from Serbia. What a game. They beat the USA 3-1 to move on to the finals of Women's World Championships. Put the team hunter back. And I mean, I'm glad you called it a Garrett May stat line. I don't <laughs> deserve that. And is it Boscovic? Uh, B-O-S-K-O-V-I-C. Boscovic? Yeah, but is it Vic? Is the ending beach or the Serbian? Is that how they say it, or is it ick? Like, get it right, Josh. Do the research on the pronunciation if you're going to give a player of the week. I thought. Feel free to comment below with your your best Serbian accent. But uh, gosh, man, if I just corrected you and I'm wrong, that'll be the ultimate berry. Um, I mean, congrats, though. I mean, 32 kills on 54 attempts. Yes. That's Only insane. Six errors. Only six errors on that volume, too. Well, six errors. So imagine you're only getting dug like. 12 times on 54 attempts. That's insane. I mean, congrats. I mean, that is an uncommon stat line. We were in the habit of calling out stat lines on previous episodes, and it did. It was a fun time. U Sports is coming up, Garrett. We'll have a chance to call out some stat lines very, oh, very soon. Oh, it was a fun time. Okay, <laughs> we'll get back to that. So awesome stat line. Congrats to them. Hopefully they win, Josh. That would be fun if, they, if, you, if you play the way and then they go and win. We'll see. Alrighty. Well, good one. Okay. Heather, you or me? Uh, I'll go. I mean, maybe I'm a week late on this, um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to our women's team for making their best finish at world championships. Um, so I don't know if that qualifies for this week or last week, but. Oh, it absolutely does. And we're doubling <laughs> up actually, because I think it was my player of the week last week on them as well, but the tournament hadn't, fi- they didn't finish their result, right? So we know their official result now, and what is it? Tenth. Hmm. I mean, when you said it before, it sounded <laughs> way better than when I asked you the actual numbers. All, but nevertheless, best result ever. I think. Yeah, they've never made it into the fate, second phase. 
and they were like if they had beaten Poland who they lost two and five they would have been into the quarters so I mean that's absolutely worth a round of applause so congrats to the women's team again on the results we expect better in future years but amazing what if instead of saying 10th Garrett we said a top 10 finish would that kind of skew your mind sounds like, better ah. sounds better they finished top 10 what did the men finish phase one like T Tunisia Garrett we're still waiting for that rivalry match Tunisia yeah Tunisia somebody get on that at Volleyball Canada but better than the men maybe they can host it in Gatineau we would go in person for that one wouldn't we Garrett well, if 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 Sharp Cuts going to pay my flight, I'd be there for sure. But I, it's not in the budget. But if I were the women's social media team right now, I would be like burying the men's team. Absolutely, like post better than you, best result ever. Where were you? How did it go? Like Tunisia, haha. Like I'd be just burying them and creating that activity going. What does that get you? Pride. <laughs> and. Yeah, like the enjoyment of making somebody else feel worse, Josh. That's true. If Heather would like walk around the center and tell the guys being like, oh, you, you've never been to the Olympics? Oh, that's too bad. Like, <laughs> that would be glorious. <laughs> not, for, not for Heather, not for them, but for us to be able to watch that it would be amazing. So Heather, I think you know what to do next time you're in the uh, center. Heather, did you win <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year? Uh, yeah, I won it three times, actually, three times. <laughs> Yeah, like, absolutely, you have to bear them at every opportunity. Who did you just lose to at Narsika? <laughs> Sorry, have you ever been to the Olympics? Didn't think so. So watch it, punk. Like, absolutely, those just got to be flowing every single session. If I was an Olympian, I'd be starting every coaching speech to start a practice with, well, I'm an Olympian. And then just let that hang there, because that's <laughs> enough said, right? Josh keeps encouraging me. He's trying. He's trying to get me to, to get there. He's trying to live vicariously through you, too, because he's got none of that. He has no ammunition, nothing. So, I mean, we need somebody to do it in the center there. So, good luck. All right. I have a player of the week, too. And um, my player of the week is – it's going to be – we're going to bring this up again. Great. Um, my player of the week is Sam Pedlow. Um, and because he just recently announced his retirement – and we haven't talked about this. He's He hasn't played for a while, but Sam, congrats on a great career. And I don't often say a lot of nice things. I played with Sam for a little bit. He and I went head to head a number of times. We were competitors, but he, I think, is a great example of how to involve being a professional beach volleyball player in your life and to make it work, um, to have a career, to family, finances and go out and play and try to make something for yourself. I always admired that about Sam and also was very jealous of him at the same time. So um, he announced his retirement. Congrats, Sam. Good luck in whatever's coming next in your life. And uh, I'll be thankful to never have to see you on the volleyball court ever again, I hope. So that's that. Any? No? Nothing? Well... I was just going to say, I love, you know, I have a great relationship with Pedlow and uh, we, you know, we, we spent a lot of time on tour together and uh, I'm sad to see him retire, but uh, I was going to call him out as being the clown of the week. I mean, he just announced his retirement 14 months later. Oh, Heather, we're right into clowns of the week, calling him out. <laughs> Double up, the two for one, Sam Pedlow, clown of the week, player of the week. So, sorry, yeah, let's get the stats on that. How late is that? 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a rough 14 months, maybe 15. Um, Jeez. Well, hey, I was milking it as long as I could when I was around. So maybe, I mean, maybe he was doing the same thing and I respect it. If so, I'll double down on player of the week if that's what he was doing. Because you like get that year where when you leave the national team, you're technically like independent and you still get like some of the services or whatever. So I don't know if he was doing that, but if he was, I respect it because that was what I was all about. So the last event played was Stodd, which it was uh, July 5th to 10th. Um, of 2021. So over a year. I mean, I'll give it, I'll give it like, you know, he's got to take some time to think about it. He wasn't like, you know, stepping off the court and, and retiring there. Um, so I know it is, it is a big decision and, uh, you know, and it's also his decision to decide when he wants to share it publicly. So, uh, I'll respect that. Um, nope, but you got cl- call him out for clown of the week and I support the double. So what's an appropriate amount of time then if 14 months is like way late, what's an appropriate amount of time to announce your retirement? Oh, um, I don't know, like maybe a few months. Okay. So I'm, you're saying that I'm way overdue <laughs> on me <laughs> announcing my retirement, but I'm not technically retired though so <laughs> yeah don't make that facebook post garrett is what i'm saying i'm gonna make a big long Not emotional now. facebook post like 10 years from now it'll be like i'm like way gone like i haven't played it all in 15 years big long post instagram facebook get all emotional do a video about it do a full sharp cut special yeah. on my retirement like absolutely reflection soul searching you know it's what a may would do so i mean you gotta you gotta do that Totally. He would totally make it about himself when he's irrelevant. What do you mean he? <laughs> We're talking about me, Heather. He's talking about he. Sounds like any of the main Talk about, Make it about himself when he is irrelevant. Gosh. Josh, did you prep Heather before this episode? Because I'm, I'm getting upset. All right, let's move on to calling out some other people that are not me. So, Josh, you go first because I've got uh, a lot of clowns. So, so this is this is one assist, Garrett, to Serbia beating the USA. Is it just adds to me hating the USA's rules with women's volleyball? Oh, the Barrows can serve, unlimited subs. Everybody run a six-two. Everybody does this. They laugh in the face of volleyball, Garrett, and Man. they are the seven-eleven of sports. They can open all night, Garrett. They never close. It's another bronze Man. medal game for the USA women because your development model is so stupid. Oh, we'll play our own rules. We know better than everybody else. We'll do all this stuff. You can't get the job done internationally because you don't play by the rules that everyone else is. You're stupid and you're paying for it again. Enjoy your another bronze medal game, USA women who claim to be the best in the world. That's my clown of the week, Garrett. Just wait Man. for them to fail. <laughs> best team in the world until it counts. Man, we were just talking about how our women had the best results ever. <laughs> Tenth, player, player of the week. Player of the week. USA lost in a semi. Clown of the week. You're stupid. Just another semi, Garrett. <laughs> when was the last time you said this? Was it the men in the semi or something? I think uh, it was at BNL where they went undefeated in pool play, and again, didn't get it done, Garrett. <laughs> didn't get it done. Can't close. Can't I'm close. crying, man. You kill me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, man. 
The only guy I know who calls out in church. The most fired up I've seen Josh ever. Yeah, yeah, like calls out a team for losing in the semi. Uh, Calls out an entire country's development system. Try watching an NCAA game. This libero serves. This defensive specialist comes in. Oh, let's sub in this girl for this girl for this girl because apparently there's no in and outs or unlimited subs. Like They just make it up as they go along, Garrett, and they don't see that it's not serving their athletes. Now, if you could point their loss, like you point out that their loss was because of the players doing the dumb rules and then coming and not being good enough. Like the libero is too good at serving. So their passing actually wasn't good enough because they're actually too good at serving or they it hit the ceiling and they were all, they purposefully hit it in the ceiling because they're ready to play it. And they're like, wait, no, we can't do that. Oh no. They hit 10 balls in the ceiling. Like, I don't think that happened, but I like I'm sure their left side was standing in the back row being like, I've never been here before. They usually sub in a mighty might for me to be back here. I don't know what it's like in the back row, Garrett. I only hit high balls. What am I doing back here? Yeah, you know what? I I don't necessarily. I don't think I agree with the clown of the week, but I agree with you and your tenacity, Josh. So absolutely, clown of the week to the entire USA volleyball development system. Is that what you're saying? On the women's side, basically an entire country. They have the best players. They have one of the best coaches, but they can't get it done. And I blame their development system, and I blame them just making up rules as they get along. And I'm gonna get all the comments below. People tripping me. Yes. Gosh, you've got this entire audience in the palm of your hand, Josh. Okay, I have a few clowns of the week. So where am I going to start? Okay, let's start here. <laughs> so I was looking up some media releases for volleyball uh, world and, and beach volleyball world, and I'm I'm a bit behind on this, but um, so I looked up. They announced the numbers, and there's kind of a media release around the hype around the all the media that covered the beach volleyball world championships. And they released some numbers that that seem good, but we'll get into it. So they said, beach world champs reaches record 16 million fans. Whoa, like, okay, great. Over 37 million minutes of action watched during 10 days of action. Awesome. 17 live broadcasters distribute pictures to the world. Cool, right? But then when you dig deeper, and it's not that difficult to dig deeper, it's just some basic math here. Okay, so the World Champs reached 16 million fans, and that's 37 million minutes of action watched. So per fan, that's an average view duration of two minutes and 31 seconds. Or, or am I way off on that FIVB? But clown of the week to some dumbass numbers you're posting, hyping your stuff when really it looks like Oh, we had 16 million people tune in, but they only watched for two minutes total. So unbelievable f- flexing of numbers that are not accurate. I'd love to hear them be honest because it probably was the most watched event ever. But when you do stuff like this, I, I, everybody loses context for it. The goalposts keep moving. We have no idea. So two minutes and 31 seconds, average view duration, clown of the week. No? So what what you're saying is is the 16 million total must be off because they're they're counting repeats, right? Like kind of like what we do with our show, like we get thousands of views every month, Garrett. But really, it's the same 25 people watching every episode twice. Like e- it, it kind of skews. Even the if numbers, that was right? the case, even if that was the case, the view duration you would still expect to be higher because if you tuned in a thousand times, but you you would watch then for more than two thousand minutes, right? So even if it's the same people 16 million times, they only watch 37 million 
minutes? Like, it just doesn't add up. It really doesn't because uh, I was at the beach when Sophie and Brandy played the final, and just in my circle of people, there must have been eight people watching that whole match in entirety, Garrett. So I wonder, were people watching for like four seconds? Like, they clicked and switched off? Like, who skewed the numbers this bad? I, I have no idea. Um, then they then they go on to say that there was 25 million impressions recorded from 9 million unique viewers across social media and Volleyball World TV. So what the hell does that mean? Does that mean that 7 million people were there live and only 9 million people watched online? But how does that make any sense? None of this makes any sense to me. I can't ju- I can't calculate it. I don't get it. Am I crazy? Yes, the the less you two say the crazier I look. No, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that they would uh, embellish their numbers or try to make them sound as good as possible. So, <laughs> Okay, well, gosh, it bothered me immensely. As somebody, when I check our average view duration for our episodes of Sharp Cuts, and Josh, our average view duration is higher than apparently Volleyball Worlds of the Beach Volleyball World Championship. We did it, Josh! We did it! <laughs> Average view duration, 10 minutes uh, for us. Let's go, buddy. Feels good. Turn us on, go for a walk, do the dishes. Just leave us playing in the background. That's fine. Just let's let's pad these stats even more. Yeah, let's legitimately boost these numbers, not lie about it later. Okay, I have a second clown of the week. And my second clown of the week is Josh Nickel. And I got to call you out this week, Josh, for doing something ultimately, ultimately shady to your business partner and hosting partner on Sharp Cuts. You launched a new show this week and you didn't tell me anything about it. You didn't give me a single hint. No, no forewarning, nothing. You launch a full new show and you don't even talk to your guy on Sharp Cuts. Come on, dude. I just go to your podcast, and apparently there's two new episodes of, what is it, Tales from Overseas? Come on, man. Well, Garrett, I, just, I, didn't, I didn't feel like you had anything to contribute. And that's a great segue to talk about the show. So there I was, Garrett. I was listening to Spitting Chicklets. It's a great hockey podcast. And they had they had this guy on talking about the Swedish League. And he was talking about 10-hour bus rides. And this team has the best foreigners. And he was telling all these behind-the-scenes stories. Like, these are the stories that would be awesome in volleyball because professional indoor sometimes is the wild, wild west when there's crazy stuff happening. So I just messaged previous guests we've had on the show, friends of the show. And they send me voice notes every week. And we post them. And it's going really well, Garrett. I, I thank you for bringing it up because it really brings me joy to talk about this especially on a platform as big as sharp cuts this will help the download for tales from overseas but yeah basically we'll have we'll have new pros every week contribute they'll tell stories about their club like for example uh friend of the show laura kadata heather you know her very well from from the beach as well she's playing for a club that's actually run by the military in the philippines so she's got some great stories about what's going on there behind the scenes and like her coach is actually like you know in the army so like there's just cool stuff there garrett that uh if you ever want to know what's really going on overseas garrett tune in every wednesday so Instead of taking the opportunity to apologize (laughs) to your co-host, dear friend, and business partner, Garrett May, you double down and you give a full two-minute long hype for your other show that doesn't include me. Well, to quote your biological father, a business is supposed to make money. So if we're business partners, we're supposed to be making money. So that's not really happening. And you're a busy guy. We only do the show like once every three, three and a half weeks on average. So uh, I just didn't know what you had to contribute to the professional indoor scene. Nothing. But I thought you'd at least share it with your good friend and colleague, 
and maybe just have a conversation with a friend, Josh. I was hurt. I was upset. And now I don't know. There's trouble in paradise, Josh, because I, I don't feel know like what we're going to do. this conversation's happening right now. You think we're arguing? I think we're finally talking. <laughs> Man, we need therapy. This We need couples counseling because this is... We're talking two different languages here, Josh. My that reminds me, Garrett. We're always goodness. looking for more pros. That that could have been my clown of the week because all these pros messed me, Garrett. They think it's a great idea. They're so happy to contribute all this stuff. Laura was the only one on this week's episode because she's the only one who got back to me by the deadline. So if you're a pro indoor player, you got some stories to tell, just email me a voice note. We'll slap it in the episode. Bam. Helping promote not, the not sport, Not beach players, Garrett. eh? Like, no beach player tales from overseas? You're unbelievable. So, no... And I think we could do that, Garrett, but uh, it'd be a different format. I think pro indoor is more of like a mythical beast than beach. We kind of have enough beach players on the show that we hear the stories. Or you could just open up the vault of the amazing stories. We could just have a Norseka bashing season. And then you're going to talk to me all condescendingly like, oh, like (laughs) even you could offer a story, Garrett. Like, come on, dude. Like, you're, oh, I'm very upset at you right now. Clown of the week to Josh Nickel. Write it down. He's got to be the league leader and clown of the weeks for Josh Nickel. It's up there. This one's unjustified. I think the volleyball community as a whole is probably thinking, hey, Passing Dimes, thanks for offering another great show to get us through the week and offer more volleyball content, even though Garrett's a little jealous. Jealousy doesn't look good on anyone, Garrett. No, it doesn't, but it's a trademark of mine. Neither does that hat from 2014. Yeah, get used to it. (laughs) Get used to it. Okay. He's waiting on for to... Jen Cross to send him a new uniform, and then he'll rock that for about yeah. If Jen sends me a new years. uniform, I'll wear it. I'll wear it for the next seven years. There's no, I, I commit to that. Maybe if Tales from Overseas takes off, we'll get a sponsor, and then the sponsor. What do you mean, can maybe, you a hat. dude? This is our show. What do you mean, Tales from Overseas? Come on, man. Sharp Cush is in episode what sixty four, and the best we've done is an awesome shirt. I'm not wearing it tonight, but I love that uh, Dead Man's Beach shirt. But uh, some other people have offered clothing, Garrett. They've never come through. Man, like, I can't keep you on task. You're just, you're just casually insulting me to my face in front of Heather. And she's laughing, but it's not funny, Josh. Garrett, right, send I, me a voice note over the weekend about some experience, and I'll, and I'll put it in the show. No. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Ask Heather. I'm sure she'll do it no problem. If we run a beach one, that means we have a show four out of the five days of the weekdays. We're not going to offer like a Sunday podcast. No one's going to download a podcast on a Sunday. We're like a commuter show, I feel like, Gary. We got to, you know, be the weekday show. Is there well, How are you going to make episodes that are only 10 minutes long? It's not a commuter show then. You know what? I didn't know if the, the, the listenership, the, the, the friends of the show would listen to a 10 minute episode. It's doing pretty well, Gary. Maybe we should wrap this up sooner. I think an hour is a lot to expect from our fan base. <laughs> Un-un-un-freaking-believable. You are unbelievable. Why do I even do this show? And from one unbelievable thing to another, Josh, I'm segueing harshly because it's just more nonsense for me because all we get in the comments now on the YouTube videos on Sharp Cuts Volleyball, subscribe, is comments chirping me. That's all we get now. Nobody... Nobody talks... They agree with you and then chirp me is just how this goes. So... Derek Dedman, because we, we had a discussion last week about being an assistant coach. So Derek comments on every video. So thank you, Derek. I mean, we appreciate you. Josh really appreciates you. And I, I was about to go clown of the week, but I thought better of it. Because he subtly, I'm not sure if he chirped me, but I think he did. Tell me what you think, Heather. So he said, nice shirt, Josh. Okay, so he's immediately 
on Josh's good side. He said he does happen to be an assistant coach, happy to provide some advice, and this is was his advice. A good assistant coach needs to be humble and choose their spots to add value in any way they can. Okay? Some may be better at the humble part than others, winky face. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Derek? Am I crazy? He's talking about me, right, Heather? Are you a humble person, Garrett? Not at all. Yeah, well... <laughs> Not at all. Why are you so offended about the truth? I'm not, but he's taking a shot at me deliberately, which makes makes me question Derek coming at me every single week in the comments. Would you would you rather do it behind your back? Hmm. That's a good question. Would I rather Derek text Josh <laughs> and say, hey, that Garrett guy is brutal? No, you're right. I wouldn't rather that. That's probably already happening though. Now that I've said that, now my mind can't think that that's not happening. Heather, why did you bring that up? Now I'm just, now I'm freaking out. But uh, I, if that's what being an assistant coach is about, is about being humble and choosing their spots to add value, I, I maybe need to get out. <laughs> that's maybe not my, not my role. Is that, is that wrong of me, Heather? Um, it sounds like you have the the, the confidence for a head coach role there. You too. Both of you. <laughs> Both of you on the same page, all prepped. Okay. Well, let's get to the other comment from Katie. Katie, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Miss you. But not anymore after this comment. Garrett, because I said I coached with my fiance Maria. We played on the we coached on the same team. I was the assistant coach helping her, is what I said. And then Katie goes, Garrett, from what I heard, Maria was helping you be a better coach and not the other way around. It's a direct shot at me on my own show on my YouTube channel. Like, what am I going to do here, Josh? We've unlocked Pandora's box here and there's no closing it. And it, it's upsetting. Has this podcast just turned into you reading the comments and me and Josh trying to make you feel better about them? No, it's turned into me reading the comments and you making me feel worse about them. <laughs> Josh never makes me feel better, okay? Josh is always ready to bury me. I just don't understand why I should apologize. Why I should apologize? <laughs> or you? Back to this. Like, you, you mentioned when I went on my, my, my quick spiel there about, you know, new episodes every Wednesday, check it out, that I, I, I declined the opportunity to apologize. I don't think I should have apologized. How many other shows do you have partners on? None. Dallas left, but I think the show's improved since he left. Right. So you have... Only one show where you have a partner. So you don't think it might be interesting to your partner to know that there's another show happening. Hey, Garrett. There's another show happening on Man, Wednesday. So no, far, the it's average too late. episode it's length is about You've blown minutes. it. Would you like to contribute? It's already you, got a name, intro music, and a list of players that contribute on a bi-weekly scale. I heard your intro music. It's super cool. Why don't we have an intro music on Sharp Cuts? You're putting all this effort into this other show. Rewind, because you just said that now the show has turned into you on, on my YouTube page, reading my comments. So, like, you had, like, the gimmies there. I think if you want intro music, you should get the intro music. Well, listen, if people could comment on the podcast, you know what? They'd still be chirping me, though, Josh. You've set this up. You've manipulated this whole thing. And now we're embarrassing ourselves in front of Heather. Gosh. I had a bunch of other stuff I wanted to talk about, too. But now I don't know if I feel like it. <laughs> All right, Josh, you run the frickin' show then. 
What do you want to talk with Heather about for the last 10 minutes, five minutes? What do you think? I just want you to know that you're, you're valued and you're cared for. And I, and I hear you. I hear you, Garrett. Oh, don't give me that nonsense. <laughs> don't give me that crap. I don't take your pity. Listen, if people want to comment down below and chirp me, please do. Let me have it. Give me your worst. I'll take all the smoke. Hit me up in the comments below with your worst chirp about today's episode for me. Hit me. I'll take it. I'll take it on the chin. This week, I think the 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 listeners need to to read the room a little bit and give some warm fuzzies because I think you're you're having a rough go. No, I want the smoke, Josh. You don't understand. (laughs) I like to play it sensitive, but I feed off the it 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 feeds my fuel fuels the fire. But but seriously, if you think you're such a big shooter, why don't you finish the show? What else we got? Well, I'm looking at my agenda that I wrote on a scrap piece of paper because we don't have an agenda. Uh, I think what do you mean? I got an agenda on a scrap piece of paper too. Come on. Is that a grocery list? It's, well, it's not not a grocery list. So it, I don't want to put you over the edge and change topics, Garrett, but uh, you gave three Clown of the Weeks. Do you have another two. Clown of the Week or can we move on? Man. <laughs> like, kicking me while I'm down. No, I don't have another Clown of the Week because I've made a clown of myself. Comment below if we came up with Clown of the Week shirts, if you would buy one. You know, we need some revenue generation on the show, Garrett. How many comments down below are we asking for, Josh? Like, we've asked for a lot this episode. And Heather's, Heather's, I hope Heather's had a great time. But we really haven't gotten much wisdom out of probably one of our best guests you've ever secured. All right, what, right what kind of wisdom can I, can I pass on for the last five minutes? Yeah, Josh. What are you Don't ask, ask me Heather? about generating revenue, though. What are you going to ask Heather about? There. Garrett, you clearly have been paying attention. She's been circling the jokes back. She's been bringing up like the the the, the button issues with you. Like she's been poking the bear for the last hour. Like I, I think she's brought a lot of wisdom, just with like her wit. <laughs> I I'm gonna bring some guests that are just here. Just to chirp you. You know what, Garrett? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know when we first started this show and every guest would talk about like starting their own show? Check out next Thursday, <laughs> Heather Mansley and Josh Nichol hosting <laughs> Setting Butter. New episodes every week. <laughs> oh, God. And Josh is going to start even... a fifth show. I mean, you could just cut me out of this show if you want, Josh. What was Dan Deering's show going to be? High Line or something? Deep Line or something? I don't Deep know. Like, line, everyone's yeah, friends knew it here, but me and Heather, new episodes every Thursday. Gosh. <laughs> Jeez. Every episode will include a roast of Garrett. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the, that's the first segment. Everybody's favorite segment. Kick Garrett in, in the groin. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Heather... Well, this was Sharp Cuts. What did you think? I thought we were going to talk about some intellectual stuff, but it digressed It digressed pretty quickly. It did, it did. Uh, it's always... Uh... If you is this what you were expecting? Here, I think the exact moment was the uniform comment. The uniform yeah. comment is where we really went off the rails. Yes. Yeah. Right, who are you blaming that on? You looking at me? Listeners, go back and, and review that segment and tell me who took us off the rails there. Okay. Well, Heather, is this what you expected? Like, because, you know, we're trying to be a professional show here. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Oh, yeah, she can see him. Josh needs to be some kind of therapist. Like that, that, that's uh, over my pay grade. <laughs> I think what started us off, Rocky Garrett, was when we talked about a professional show. I was trying to prepare Heather, and I was like, "Oh, by the way, you'll need Skype." And like the amount of laughter that we got receiving because we use Skype. <laughs> Like, I almost wanted to call both of you out as Clouds of the Week for using Skype, but... Uh... Hey, it's a free, great product that lets you record <laughs> easily. Okay? We used to say, hey, let's Skype each other. Yeah, back around the same time you got that uniform. Yes, absolutely. Listen, Heather... I'm a has-been, okay? I gotta stay relevant somehow. You still at least in the game with Josh. You two are both in the game. I'm out of the game. <laughs> Gosh. Ah, well, what are we gonna do, Josh? Tune in next week, everybody, where Josh and I join special guest marriage counselor to help us work through these issues. Jeez. I'm excited to get three in a row, Garrett. I think we can keep the streak alive here. You, you feeling confident? I, I don't know. I'm going to leave it a couple days. I'm not going to check in right away. I'm going to give you your space, but uh, I think we can record again and get this going. Okay. Heather, do you trust Josh's ability to come through with another quality guest next week? You know, Josh gave me almost a whole 24 hour notice this time. So like, I, I, I don't know. I think he's feeling pretty prepared. Even, even juggling his two other podcasts. So, uh, Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, you got enough time, eh, Josh? Where's the social media post for Sharp Cuts, by the way? Oh, you had to spend all that time on your other show, Tales from Overseas, eh? <laughs> to be fair, it doesn't have a social media post either. It, it's equal opportunity that no one gets posted. Just so disappointing. Is this the last episode of Sharp Cuts ever? I hope <laughs> I hope not. It'd be such a terrible note to go out on. With a great guest, but... Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, anything you two, any any last shots you two want to get in before we shut this down, or see you next week? Oh, we gotta save something for our uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, are you gonna have Heather on passing dimes this week too? <laughs> like, you're gonna double up? No, setting butter every Thursday. When does our show come out, Josh? Every Monday, kinda. <laughs> Monday ish. <laughs> This it's bi-monthly, it feels like, Garrett. This is never going to Professionals. Work, <laughs> oh, gosh. Is anybody still listening? If you're still listening, thank you. We're not going to ask you to comment because I know you won't. But thank you for still listening. You're probably on two times speed while you just happen to leave it going. That's in smart. You need to do that. You really need to do that. So if you're doing that, get back here and turn this off right now because it's about to get worse because probably next on the list is whatever sh other show Josh is doing. So get over here and turn this off before it moves on to that thing. How about that, Josh? Subscribe. Right. Well, subscribe. All right. Well, that's it. Heather, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I can't believe I'm saying that after all the shots you fired my way. But we appreciate your time. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Um, Josh, always a nightmare. Um, but thank you so much for listening. And we hope to see you next time on Sharp Cuts. Might be the last Dish and butter. Thanks, guys.